This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mutt Cedric has been sump A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. That, that, you know, you can hear it, you can feel it, the all-consuming passion. The all-consuming obsession, the vigorous desire, the callous banter of the Sumster camped in the bludging in the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. The Sumster is in and that premiership window, well, it's wide open once again. Happy Rugby League, Australia. Happy Origin to Australia. And in Origin results overnight from the Gold Coast, Maroons 8, Blues 6 in the women's SOO. And, you know, Blues people... I mean, they're doing it tough with the uh, the so-called lockdown. Uh, I just see it as a stay-at-home order. Uh, the so-called lockdown. And a, why not a best-of-three series? I mean, what's wrong with that? A best-of-three, even if you played them all on the Gold Coast, I don't think uh, people would mind. Uh, but uh, out of the match, certainly plenty for Controversy Corner later in the show. And uh, now Controversy Corner has become the most popular part of bludging on the blind side. It's tremendous. The audience response has been overwhelming. And there were a couple of tackling incidents. And I was reminded, uh, oh, well, I make this call out to anybody who might be playing rugby league today. Put the head behind the knees. Uh, Peter Sterling gave me that little tip when I started playing rugby league all those years ago. Not that I was any good at it mainly because I couldn't understand what he was talking about or do it, in fact. But the head behind the knees, the head in front of the knees, look out what's happened last night. Anyway, Olympic update to begin the show. As always, the big news from Tokyo is that the village is ready and everyone, including Dick Pound, will be sleeping on cardboard beds. Dick apparently will have 15,000 fellow medal winners all crammed in with him on the cardboard. I just hope these cribs can take the strain. I had a look at them during the week and tried to build one at home off the internet, obviously. And I don't think they're going to be able to handle the strain. Once Dick gets going, I mean, the strain is just incredible. Uh, that is Olympic strain. That is Dick Pound Olympic strain. I mean, have these beds been tried out in gold medal winning conditions? That's the question I'm asking myself at the top of the show. In other Olympic news, alcohol sales have been banned. There's a limit of, uh, most people will be up to this, up to speed with this, a limit of 10,000 maximum punters in the main stadium. I, I assume if you go to the table tennis, uh, t- or if it's often called, that uh, 10,000 won't be allowed in there. Otherwise, it'd be, it'll be bedlam. Uh, and Wait for it. No cheering, no screaming, no standing, no fart licking, no drinking, no dancing, just polite clapping when permitted by signs on the scoreboard. As in the end of the 10,000, absolute silence while the crickets, etc., pin drop, etc., while the the, uh, race is run at at the end. Well done. Went too far. See what I mean? It's so easy. Thank you very much. Now, and uh, spotters will be looking uh, to nab rule breakers and toss them out of any of those cheering and... Standing and fart licking, etc. They'll be out. 
One commentator described, might have been an Australian commentator actually, described the Tokyo Shimosal in the following terms. The IOC is a drunk driver behind the wheel of a car. It can't stop. The cliff is up ahead. The HQ is gathering speed and the athletes are all crammed in on the back seat on their cardboard beds. It's a beautiful image, one that'll stay with me throughout the whole games. Uh, on uh, the track, other, but in great news, we now have three runners in the men's 800 metres. Now, last week, we rather jokingly uh, suggested that in the 100 metres, we might have eight starters and uh, all Australians, and obviously the gold, silver and bronze for the first time ever at the 100 metres would be coming home to Australia. But in the 800 metres, we have a chance of getting one, two, three in the finish. And I made the observation to others in media commitments this week that just like buses, you wait for years for one bus to come along and then you get three at once. Well, go figure. Um, you know, the podium finish in the 800 metres, surely we'll get something up there. Out of work miners looking for a seam to frack, rugby league pie warmers and Australian rural and regional horse trainers and owners of jumping castles. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. H.G. Nelson opening the blind side dig for another set of seven. What a week! What an incredible week. A week went too much, but it's barely enough. Now, in breaking, breaking news from the donkey circuit, an update, and before I go on, let's remind each other that SBW is fighting tonight, I think in Townsville. I'm not sure what the arrangement is. It's obviously um, SBW versus no name. Uh, not sure who's refereeing. I'd love to get some information on it, but it's on, and SBW is putting his hand up. Donkey circuit, count me in. Anyway. In the donkey circuit update, the stool, as in the lucky loser Paul I terminate Olympic Dreams gallon, has been inundated with offers and big payday offers and big bouts since he's lost last week to Justice Huney. Fight promoters across the world have watched in awe as the stool pulverised Huni's feet, uh, feet at the death in their latest clash. Clash. These promoters love what the stool brings to the ring. They make the observation that it's hard to find someone who can land a, a rugby league-style punch on the back of a head amongst the younger generation. They just don't know how to do it. They can't control the bounce. I'm hoping to see, uh, we can see Stool v Needles too soon. That's the one people want to see. Uh, there's a lot of international fighters looking to take on Stool, but Stool v Needles, I, I believe, is the one that Australia is looking at lips for. There'll be none of that in Tokyo. No licking lips. I mean, you get tossed out straight away as soon as the tongue goes near the lip. Elsewhere, it's Origin Weekend tomorrow night. Not sure what to expect. Could it be a show business result? This is the only hope the Maroons have now, a show business result, that will take the 2021 uh, series to a decider at Stadium Australia. And, of course, now that everybody's got stay-at-home orders, not a lockdown, stay-at-home orders, this may be a problem, the series decider. I don't know how Volandes is going to approach this one. Tennis and our number one, Ash Barty, is a top seed in the All England at the SW19. Uh, the Servant Volley Strawberries and Cream Show gets underway on Monday. Very sad, incidentally, to see Bernard Tomic bow out, the uh, Australia's Atomic Tomic. He went down in a – I think he, he almost broke the record for the shortest set at Wimbledon. Uh, I think it got, he got away with 18 minutes. I know he's going for the record. He had the record in him, obviously. But uh, I don't think this is, compares with his 14-minute uh, set that he put up at Wimbledon some time ago. He just doesn't like grass. I mean, who does? It's a joke of a surface. Rugby and France are on their way. It's a, it's a three-test series, and I've heard it said so often before that I almost believe it as in the quote is, beware the wounded pullet. I think Bob Dyer, the former Australian coach, put me onto that. Beware the wounded pullet. Uh, the tests are Wednesday, 7th of July at the SCG. First test there for 35 years. I think we broke that story some time ago. Followed by July the 13th, Amy Stadium, and July the 17th at Suncorp. So it's a very quick tour. 
I don't know what they're going to do uh, at the SCG, by the way. July the 7th, I, I don't think we'll be out of, uh, you know, stay-at-home orders. Uh, it's a quick whiz round, but uh, watch out if a second-string French side, that is a side of Pullets fronts, the Cadbury Fruit and Nut Wallabies could have their hands full and flake. That's a rugby term, not a, you know, confectionery term. Uh, and uh, what about the miracle at the G last night? Uh, you know, uh, Tigers touted as premiership favourites. We're from Land. dot, 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 that lot, yellow and black. Anyway, they only kicked two goals. Uh, this apparently was the lowest score the Tigers have put on the board as in terms of goals since about 1961. Uh, not many people alive would remember the Tigers' two goals in 1961, or maybe it was one goal in 1961, but so many people today can remember the two goals from last night. I mean, well done, Tigers. Uh, they must have had a virus, I'd say. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go. And if you've stepped up and had a go, get a go. And if you've got something already for having a go, then for God's sake, for Australia's sake, get in the queue for another go. Uh, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who is concerned with, about the current tackling crisis in rugby league. With Trevor the Axe back in the news because of his tackling prowess, this great Australian has renovated his original tackling appliance, the Gilmeister Box. This box gives an exact replica of every tackle in the league with updates including the tick-tock and the hip drop from the... Obviously, it's basically built around the crusher and the sleeper hold. It's a great training tool. With a grant from ANU, this man hopes to get to the bottom of the greatest crisis the league has faced in 10 years. That is since 2011 and the missing 12,000 players. We just don't know where those players are and we've got no idea if they're interested in league still or if they're, you know, been somehow taken up by AFL or gone back to rugby union. The prop behind this project, this award-winning project, is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the uh, blind side, that is the bludging on the blind side, bunny in motion, simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Are you? Yes, thanks very much, H.G. Nelson, and happy rugby league, H.G., and happy rugby league or rugby. Rugby League, Australia. Uh, what a weird week it's been. I I, look, it's I always a weird week when you have uh, a leadership challenge, <laughs> especially a you know a successful one. Isn't it a bloody relief to have someone, you know, up towards the uh, well, let's be kind here, the sort of buffoon end of the spectrum, back in the box. Great news. It was Great wonderful. News. Wonderful. Uh, I'm just hoping the uh, buff boy and the Coleman. That is the Coleman, our number one. Yeah, that right. is now our number one and number two. Can sing off the same hymn sheet. Uh, yeah. This t- is the worry. I mean, what are we? What have they got in common? Coal. Mm. I tell my troubles to the Coleman. Coleman. He's such a soul such man. Such a soul man, <laughs> but he understands yeah, exactly. Now we're talking. He's not such a very very old man. Yeah. He's a coal man. <laughs> coal. Oh, no. That's the way. Come, we get the message through. We've got bloody coal Dunder. everywhere. No. Why can't we just bloody burn it? Hey, I'd look in the backyard. That's what that's what farmers want. Yeah. That's what rural and bloody regionalist pressure wants. Coal being burnt, burnt a buggery. I know. Burn it. Yeah. So that's the message. Mm. Anyway, it's a powerful message, isn't it? It is a powerful message. Yeah. I tell you what, that McCormick, who's probably making plotting a comeback. Yeah, he would be. I hope so. Hardly an excitement machine, but he didn't look that out of place, you know, on the treatment of women committee, did he? No, <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He didn't call, draw no, attention he didn't, to himself. He didn't no, draw no, any agree. attention to himself. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Unlike the beetroot. Well, I don't know. 
Well, he's uh, 2.0. Beetroot 2.0. 2.0. Who'd have thought? Yeah. I thought he would. I know. Better man. Yeah. Better man. That's right. That's brand it. new man. Brand new. Speaking of brand new people, mm-hmm. Grub Green ah. fined for an off-ball incident. Oh, look, I saw the incident. It was just one of those things. There was a bloke there. He just wanted to hit him, so he did. Umpire wasn't looking. Umpire wasn't looking, so mm. well, take that. That's just Grub. Uh, and uh, we, haven't all seen, we haven't seen much of that from Grubb this year no. since he's been captain. No. But isn't it refreshing to see it back? But I think it was only a $2,000 fine or something, wasn't it? I mean, it was just a slap over the wrist. He got the four votes in Grubb of the year, though. I know he did. It was enough to get that four important four votes. He did. Now, will our $200 million point guard Ben Simmons join the boomers or not? I know he's had a bit of a form slump. Um Seems to be some issue about um, him being naturally a right-hander who's been taught to shoot left-handed by his dad, which has caused psychological issues that are just coming to the fore now. And so he's been a little bit wobbly with his shooting. Shane Heal doesn't want him. And when Shane speaks, I listen. Mm, I know. Uh, I don't know what he'd bring, Ben. Uh, He certainly uh, generates a lot of interest. And so yeah, I'm just a little bit worried about our boomers because our boomers looked like they had gold, gold. in the pocket. I know, gold. gold in the pocket. Yeah. But three have dropped out. Three of our stars. Mm, our big name, big paid big, stars. Big paid stars. Big yeah. money stars. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? 200 million. It is. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Mm. Now, uh, Hooney's uh, Olympic dream is shattered. There's, as you mentioned, this uh, Hooney with his... Uh, uh, hand problem. With his hand problem. He's got a hand injury. Have you looked he's, at the x-rays? I haven't yet. I'm expecting those when I get home this afternoon. Are you worried um, as I am Jeff Fennec hands? It's meta- yeah, the metacarpals. Yeah, just pulp. He, pulp, yeah. yeah. It's so sad when you see a boxer. terrific boxer with just future, bad hands. The world at his feet. Dud hands, yeah. Mm, Dud hands. Nothing you can so do. So he sustained the injury preparing for the gal fight. Mm. It wasn't during the gal fight. He no. took those hands into the gal fight and that's probably why... He was able to keep Gal up for so long. He was. He didn't have the hands that really were. He didn't have the. They were play doh. They were. Play doh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And normally you'd expect with Huni, you'd expect uh, you know dynamite in either hand. Oh, I well, there was no there was no dynamite there right. at all. None. Uh, now d- speaking of boxing, now this snuck up on me, and and I, I love it when things sneak up on me and they excite me. <laughs> Dempsey McKean. Now, I'd never heard of Dempsey McKean, but Dempsey McKean, HG, is the Tower of Power. That's how he builds himself? Yeah. Australian? Yep. Tower of Power? Uh Uh-huh. The Tower of Power is one fight away from a world title shot against IBF heavyweight champ Anthony Joshua. The Tower of Power is taking on Philip Hergovic in August. If he can get over Hergovic... He's got a belt. He's got a... Well, no, he, yeah, I know he's, he's there got, to he's got he's, Joshua. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's yeah. just being positive. But is that exciting? The I, Tower of Power. How did, Where's this bloke been? Who's his manager? Who's his publicity person? They should be shot. <laughs> Great title, though. Yeah, the I Tower know. of Power. The Tower of is Power. That, 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 that'll be his autobiography. Yeah, and did he just describe himself as the Tower of Power? Or well, did I don't know if else? he did or someone smart did. Don't know, but he's Dempsey McKean, the Tower of know. Power. Dempsey McKean's not Dempsey a bad McKean. name. Dempsey McKean. So the Tower of Power, the Dempsey McKean story. Yeah. I look forward to reading that. 
Uh, Ricky Ardo's back, baby. Ricky Ardo, baby. Ricky Ardo is back. Baby. Sixth. Sixth in Paris. Sixth. I think he's um, his mate. Norris. Yeah. Might have come fourth. But anyway, he was sixth, which is good. And he says he's back. And he added the baby, not me. Um, the New Zealand good guys. I know. They are the toast of World Test Cricket. Mm. They're the World Test Cricket champions. They defeated India. Those good guys. Isn't that great? It's a great news story, that. Uh, I don't know why that hasn't been front page all over the world. Well, it probably has, but not here. No. Not here. No. And I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, these, these blokes are the gold standard now. This is what the, our Aussies should be aiming for. Aiming for. Can I to p- match it with the good guys. You know, this is not my approach to the Olympics about test match cricket. Yes. A part of the Olympics. I don't want New Zealand willing to No, I don't want them winning gold. It can't. It can't. No, we can't. can't. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The good guys. Remember Geez, they were looking for sponsorship, you know. I don't know if there's a franchise in New Zealand, but that'd be a very tight fit, wouldn't it? Oh, just sensational. Sensational. Well, it'd be worth I don't opening know if a franchise. Do they have a beer sponsor or something? Do they? Mm, they might. No. I don't know. I don't. I, I, honestly, I don't know. Now, Warney and Mark War think mm. the Australians who opted out of the West Indies one day tour should be punished. Now, they don't, haven't specified what that punishment might be. I think it's uh, denied access to test cricket for two, three or four or five tests just to cool their heels. I think that's... The... Like if they went to the... not Didn't go to the West Indies, they couldn't play in the Ashes series. That's say. it. That's it. That's, that's the worn war position. Right. So... Uh, we wouldn't have much of a team. We wouldn't. We would, but it's an opportunity for yeah, some people of these to step, up. step up and yeah. have a go. Yeah, have a go. Yeah, There will right. always be Aussies ready. Oh, you know. Always Aussies ready to put on a pair of pads and put a box in and go out and not disappoint. Give it a go. I know. Fighting spirit. Fighting spirit. Thank you. Anzacs. Anzacs. The New South Wales Parliament has rejected a proposal to sell Canterbury Racecourse. I didn't know this was up for even an option. Developers have stepped in and said, you know, this is what we could do with it and we want to buy it, put up some uh, units. Um, like you know, if Canterbury Racecourse, HU, I often drive past there when I'm on my way south mm. and I'm always reminded, you know, of the time I saw Tullock there, mm. boxed in for fourth. Mm. Oh, it's a beautiful run. But, but a good run. Uh, so many memories. You know, I saw Might and Power there. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not alone. I think we both met Might and Power there one but, afternoon, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. We had a very nice, well, couple of beers with Might and Power. With, with Mighty Might. At uh, Canterbury Racecourse. So, so many memories. Spent a lot of time with Ronnie Quinton there. Yes, Ron Quinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how do you get the best out of a horse? You know, Ronnie often with... I just stop and I get out and I wander around mm. Canterbury Racecourse. Well, you see, as I understand it, Canterbury Racecourse, uh, mm. Racecourse is on land, which is yes. meant to be a park. Yes. And uh, yes. so the government... Someone, someone, you know, years ago took the wise like decision it. to turn it into a racecourse, you know. And now those days And now passed. those days. Well, no, it's the New be. South Wales government have dug their heels and said, no. No, we're not going to sell we're, it We're going to leave it there for Roy's memories of Tarrak, <laughs> which is great. It suits me. Wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Three Bulldogs break COVID lockdown to have a few beers at a pub in Bondo. Might be the Royal. Might be the Royal Hotel. I think mm. Napa was one of them. Yeah. 
And uh, I think there's some question mark as to whether they're allowed to play now for a little while. They might have to go into 14-day 14, 14 lockdown. Whoa, I know they're being tested. Yeah. Um, but it's not a good look. I mean, someone should have told them. I don't know, The coach would have mentioned it probably. Someone must have said this is a hot zone. Don't go there. But you know Napper, he gets an idea <laughs> he in his gets, mind. Yeah, you can't you know, talk him out of it. Can't talk him out. No, I'm going, I'm going. Come on, mate, who's coming with me? Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, you go, Nap. Yeah, I'm with you, Naps. Ben Eichen is appointed the new head of the football at the Broncos. Will oh, that help? What a poison chalice. I know. <laughs> Why would Ben Eichen do it? Uh, I mean, I've you and I know Ben pretty well. Uh, he's always struck me as a sensible. Sensible, yes. I tell you what, he's a clean Practical. living bloke. Practical. Practical, clean living, mm. sensible young man. Mm. Uh, an outstanding Thank Australian. Thank you very much. That's the word That's I was the looking word for. That's the word you were about to use. <laughs> yeah. I know. And he is an outstanding. Well, we wish him all the best. Yeah. But what a row, what a mountain to climb. Has he got any say in whether the Kevolution continues? Yes. Yes. I, I think he's the go-to man now for Kev. Right. I think Kev will be relying on Ben. He'll say to Ben, you know, well, is Napper available? Do you think Napper would come up? And Ben would say, oh, well, yeah, he might. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you reach out? Yeah, I'll give him a call. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, now. Very casual. It is, isn't it? Reese Walsh to debut oh, for Walsh. the Maroons. That's the talking point of the week. It is, after only seven first-grade games. Are you sure he's played seven? I think he's played seven, yeah. yeah. That, well, that's what I read. I don't know whether the paper lied. Often they do. So, so I'm reporting on what they've reported. Seven. I haven't seen him play seven. I've only seen him play one. Yeah. Um, but it's a big ask for a young kitty at 18. I'm reminded of uh, the great Jeff Starling, who played his first test match for Australia at the age of 18. I think Ben Eichen is the youngest person to play Origin. He might be. So who, How old was he, 15? Yeah, 15. 15, And never yeah. played league before. No, he'd never. He, somebody told him about it. No, it was, thought, it was a fa- family It was. Relationship. Yeah. I think he's he's had some relationship with the uh, with master coach Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, yeah. Maybe through marriage. Through marriage. I think that's right. I Maybe wrong right. about that. Yeah. And to impress and to woo. Ah, he had never played rugby league? Yeah. Have you got an opening in the back line? That's right. Origin back line? Yep. As a matter of fact, I have. I have. Mm. Now, Brent Tate, whom I, I always have. listen to. Yeah, Brent Tate. God almighty. Remember he used to play with that weird thing around his neck? Yeah, because every, because time, he, every time he got tackled, he busted <laughs> his neck. But he kept playing. Oh, he's incredible. Incredible player, I know. Brent Tate. I know. You know, great defence, always had his head in the wrong place. But that's all right. He brought him down, didn't he? He <laughs> brought him shot. down. <laughs> he always tripped on his head, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> anyway, terrific bloke uh, and tremendous sense of irony. Now, he says the maroon centres have to be more aggressive towards Tommy Turbo and Luttrell. Is that right? That's what he That's said. That he came out and said that. Yes, more aggressive. I suppose that would be... Uh, who, who are their centres? Well, that's the difficulty part yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, doesn't matter. Mm. It's up to the forwards. Yeah, I think it's, it's up, up to, to the, the forwards. forwards too. And I think uh, Josh Papali'i has said he's going to, you know, sort out Tommy Turbo pretty early on in the match. So that's something to look forward to. Papali'i v Turbo. Can't wait for that. Make of that what you will. As last season's The Zombie Apocalypse awaits collection on bin night, we are now in the season of Grope 754. The Watchmen of Faith have seen off the dreaded Fafitas and declared peace in the galaxy's faraway cluster on bludging on the blind side. 
Roy, I'm very disturbed by some images coming out of the camp. This is the Blues camp in preparation for the big one tomorrow night. Oh, yes. And it concerns the use of boxing gloves. Oh, dear. Now, oh, dear. I That's... was shocked when you took a couple of classes this week at schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went ostensibly to teach tackling technique. That's right. And when you said, kids, rugby league, are you in? They all thought you were talking about boxing. Mm. They all thought they'd be wearing gloves they did. and punching people in the head. Yeah. Now, this has got to stop. Where's Valendis in this matter? He can't have role models. I mean, there's a picture on the back page of the paper that I picked up the other day of Latrell Mitchell. Mm. Latrell Mitchell, the superstar of the modern game with boxing gloves on. I mean, is that Valendis' go now Mm. to try and turn what Paul Gallen has done and make Mm. that pathway for everybody? Yeah. Start now with the gloves on? I mean, he's got to step in. He's got to put somebody on on the silly chair in the corner. Yeah. Or the funny step or what do they do these days. Yeah. But this is just madness. It is madness, H.G., and I, I'll tell you why, for a simple reason. Uh, rugby league gives you a passport into boxing. Uh, Jeff Fennick proved that. Um, but boxing doesn't give you a passport into rugby league. Jeff Fennick proves that. And we only have to think about the man. Mm. He crossed from... Rugby, Rugby league, league in a box couldn't find his way back? No, that's right. That, that's right. I, I, I think it's a, a, an act of madness. I, I don't know what he was... I, I mean, was, is, it, was, it a, was it a G up, HG? Did he just put the, the gloves on him as a G up and... We'll scare the maroon shitless with this. Yeah, maybe like that. Maybe, maybe. Or just a fun thing to do. Boys, uh, let's see how you get on all day with your gloves on, okay? You've got to leave them on all day. Yeah, but what about when we go to the toilet? You've got to keep them on. Yeah. What about handling? Might yeah. handling suffer? Yeah, it might improve your handling. Anyway, it's, it's going to feel a lot better tomorrow when you're allowed to take them off. It'll feel like normal and special. Oh, okay, now, Freddie. Freddie's a master of all these things. Yeah, weird, as, weird things. Weird things. So he has them sitting in yeah. the pyramid. Were they as, earthing at the same they time? They were earthing at the same time. Earthing with gloves on? Yeah. I don't, no way! Oh, no. <laughs> wow. All right. Now... Then we come to the problem of the kid who's never played before. Oh, yes. Uh, look, one thing that worries me about this is, is Freddie saying, and uh, I've got to be honest here, is that I was never thought I'd hear Freddie say this. Yeah. He came out in the papers this week and effectively said that the kid who's never played before, Reese Walsh, is a cheat. Is a cheat? Is a cheat. Whoa. They, it's got to do with uh, how the uh, youngster... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Resumes the perpendicular after a tackle. Oh, milks penalties. Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. Mm. So the article runs, Fittler, mm. that's Freddie, has uh, turned the blowtorch on the Queensland tournament. Uh, now, this is psyops. So I get that. I understand that. It's a psy- Rugby league's a psyops game. Mm. If there's no psychological, you know, denigration of the opposition, there's not rugby league. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he says uh, he's turned the blowtorch on Queensland's teenage whiz kid, Bruce Walsh. Yeah before his State of Origin debut, challenging him to abide by his captain's daily Cherry Evans's gentleman's agreement on diving. Now, you remember at the start, before yes. Origin 1, yes. the two skips got together and said, they, there won't be any did. more diving, we'll just play yes. it straight. And there was no diving. Uh, you know, that held. Didn't they, they did. With Origin 1. That was the thing that I applauded. I, I, I applauded. thought that was wonderful. We got through 80 we minutes, got through minutes without a dive. Yep. And yep. none of that Cam Smith managing the time at the end of the match. No, Not that, that was none of that. None of that. It was 50 no, to 6. No, no. The, no, the only the bit of bleakness came from Munster. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Apart from that, everything was And that terrific. was because of his failure to kick somebody seriously. Yes. 
course, he kept, as he did, he just loves kicking things. Yes, he does. Yeah. Now, in the yeah. same month where the NRL has grappled with players staying on the ground to milk penalties after mm. a mid-season crackdown on head, con- uh, you know, obviously on high contact, yep. Coach Fittler lit the fuse, according to the Nine newspaper, mm. uh, out from one of the most anticipated maroon <clears throat> shows in origin history. Fittler challenged Walsh to honour the proposal that was we've referred to. Yes. There have been two incidents in recent games, one against the Cowboys and one against the Knights, where the Warriors fullback stayed down after the incident. Yes. Asked about whether diving was a bad look for the game, Fittler said it's a, it's especially at this level, obviously origin level. Origin level, yeah. Uh, Dale Cherry Evans spoke of the gentleman's agreement. The one thing Walsh will be coming to grips with is that uh, it's another level. Yeah. There's another level of interest in the game, in the crowd, in the atmosphere. Hopefully you'll read D, uh, DCE's gentleman's agreement. He's playing with the big boys now and that's the way it should be as it's, you know, at origin yeah, level. Yeah, now, yeah. in these two matches, the kid was knocked out cold. Was he? I mean, I don't know what Freddie uh, expected him right. to get up, you know. Yeah, with a grin on his face. Yeah, exactly. Completely. Yeah. But completely. I, my, my understanding was that the kid he got up with a grin on his face after, the penalty, in, after the penalty was uh, awarded. And ran him with a try. ran him with a try. Well, you can. That, being knocked that out happen. cold. That <laughs> I suppose that can happen. Wasn't it Roy Simmons who? He did. Who scored ran, a couple of tries. I can't remember a thing about him in a grand final. And one, one was, even though it was five metres, he imagined yeah. that he'd run 100 metres. That's right. And, that, you know, pushed right. off every player on the way through. Exactly. He never played better. Yeah. Now, yeah. see, what I worry about this, mm. I worry about this is, you know, for, this is beneath Freddie. Yeah. This is, this is beneath a coach who won 50 to 6 last time. Yes. This is beneath. It's unnecessary, isn't it? Unnecessary, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Or pick on somebody who you can who can defend themselves. This kid doesn't know anything about the game, about the, you know, yeah. the Nate Miles tactics. I just use, I have no, no, no. nothing wrong. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, Tony Hearn, you mean. Yeah, Tony Hearn. He was way. a dead set penalty puller, that bloke. I mean, he was the master. Um, I don't know if uh, young Reese has spent any time with uh, the puller, with the puller, but uh, he might have those instinctive puller skills. I think. I mean, I, sp- I remember spending a lot of time with Tony Hearn talking about it. Uh, he said he was just born with it instinctually. He instinctively he knew when to stay down or you know how, how to re- how to react to get a penalty. Yeah. He said I was just born with it. It was just just a skill I had, and you know I I just used it uh, whenever I could because it always worked. Now, can I put a, put you on the spot and say yeah. hardly a rugby league player wouldn't be born with the skills to play rugby league? You Many, mean with the skills to play rugby league or the skills just to pull for, a penalty? Well, I'm I'm suggesting pulling penalties is part of rugby part league. Part of rugby league. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, up yep. until, you know, Freddie says, well, you can't do it anymore because yep. they've got a gentleman's agreement. Yep. Well, remains to be seen. Yes. Some of these yeah. things will stick and some of them won't. Yeah. But you if know. he's an instinctive puller, and I suspect he might be, no gentleman agreement. Is, exactly. Is, he's just going to play his natural game. It's just going to happen before he knows it. He's going to be, you know, pulling, getting the whistle and a pat on the back from DCE and uh, getting up and giving the Blues a wink as they take the penalty. Bludging on the blind side is calling for an annual rugby league address to the nation to be delivered at dawn on National Rugby League Day, September the 8th. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, it's almost impossible to understand this in the modern era. The NRL won't stop Bernard Sutton from acting as part-time consultant for the Storm after the Queensland Rugby League lashed an absurd stance that has forced the Maroons' referees' advisor to quit over a perceived conflict of interest. Ooh. Now, what is the conflict of interest? Well, 
<clears throat> a day after the former NRL referee's boss, Sutton resigned as part of the Paul Green's coaching support crew to ensure brother Jared could remain state of origin whistleblower. QRL chairman B- uh, Bruce Hatcher launched a blistering attack on the turn of events. So have you got the picture? Yep. So there's... Uh, Okay, so Gerald. The, so the Maroons have got Bernard Sutton in, or Green, smart as, cunning yeah. as. Yeah. Green has got Bernard Sutton in to train the blokes how to get on the good side uh, of his um, brother Jared. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what. That's what yeah. Freddie well, worries be about. Right. <laughs> that'd be right. Freddie worries about. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this happening before? Never in my life. No. No, no. But then again, it's, it's most unusual to have two brothers blowing the whistle. I know. It's madness in a family. It is madness in a family. You would have to ask people, the parents to come in and sit on the, because it's, on the couch. Yeah, because there's going to be disagreement. Yeah. You know, they're both, they're both going to blow and give c- contrary yeah. calling. I'd love to see Controversy Corner with them. Yes. Now, NRL Chief Andrew Abdo called Bernard Sutton this week and said if he stayed the Maroons in the Maroons' role, it would be taken into consideration by the ref- by the Referee Appointments Committee. Uh-huh. I and mean, so they would lean on the Referee's Appointments Committee to delete the name Jared Sutton from the lineup. Exactly. Is that it? Jared Sutton, who was widely... Is Jared, pra- C- Jared Sutton keen to do it? Yes. Now, who was widely praised by you and me in particular yes. for his handling of the series opener in Townsville, was appointed for the 21st consecutive Origin match... Yes. ...after his brother relinquished the consultancy role. Right, Okay. That's not fair. It assumes there's pillow talk going on between Jared and Bernard. Well, there might be. I don't know about pillow talk, but there well, might be other that, talk. You know, I mean, behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Behind they the talk. Aris, you know. They're brothers. Yeah, I know. You know. How's it going up there with the Bronx? Oh, yeah, all right. I was telling them about how you blow. Oh, yeah? What'd you say? What'd you say? He <laughs> doesn't like milk and penalties. Yeah. He's got an eye out for that Reese Walsh. Good. <laughs> yeah, that Reese Walsh blow. <laughs> Uh, there's no suggestion of bias from Jared Sutton in any of the matches he officiates. No, I, See, saw, that no, I saw no, no evidence of bias. I've looked back at these 21 in a row. Yeah. There's none at all. No. The NRL's position has infuriated the under-siege Maroons who risk surrendering the series, obviously, tomorrow night. Yeah. But can't they get someone else in? Oh, Did no one would know Jared Sutton, though, as well as Bernard. Wow. I can see their point. Yeah. Remember how the New South Wales Cunningham's S House Rats yeah. got Gavin Badger in to do, oh, the, yes. do the refereeing in the Sutton Manor? Yes, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, he showed him the Bernard Sutton, though, not the Jared Sutton. Not the Jared Sutton, yeah, now, totally different. Uh, that's how style. absurd the whole thing has. Yeah. He was contracted before any of the appointments were made. I think the solution is, to, is, is too extreme for the issue, yeah. which is fair enough. I cannot believe the bloke goes into camp as a referee's instructor that someone uh, says his brother can't referee. He's because he's with Queensland. Pause, please. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, it's it's it must be disappointing and difficult for the Sutton family. Imagine what Christmas have... is going to be like. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, bro. You know, I haven't seen you since it, but you know, I'm, yeah. You know, you yeah, well, job. the thing is, I don't know how close they are. Actually, I don't know how often they tic tac. I, I, I I've no idea. No. Uh, but there's. Can I just say that any blowing I've seen from. Jared Sutton has been exemplary. Yeah. yeah. Jared Sutton has been absolutely yeah. exemplary. Yeah. Uh, I think he's an outstanding, outstanding blower. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernard, on the other hand, I, I don't know. No. I, I've always he's had, a mystery man. He's a total mystery man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Does he keep I, a good ten? Well, Bernard. I've only ever seen him keep, keep about eight. 
Rugby League MasterChef is holding auditions for the next series. If you are a ticketed rugby league player, send a sample of your handiwork to MasterChef headquarters. Stand by the stove and listen for details on bludging on the blind side. Yes, apparently it was the site of Bernard in the Queensland Colours on game day in Townsville in Origin 1 that caused the stir within the NRL, relaying its concern to former official who didn't want to risk affecting his brother's status as the game's number one referee. Uh, now, that worries me there, former official. Yeah. Is Bernard still blowing? I don't think Bernard's still blowing, no. Former official, yeah. The NRL was not aware of his position with Queensland until game day. Uh, Green. Cunning as S.S. Cunning right? as, yeah. yes. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've always fiddled with bloody uh, referees. Who was that bloody referee that came from Queensland who just, uh, who was basically the, the 14th maroon? Oh, that was Barry Gomesall. Barry Gomesall, yeah. Yes. The grasshopper. The Excellent. grasshopper. Outstanding yes. Australian. Outstanding Queenslander. <laughs> now, and text entries. Yeah, someone has pointed out here, HG, someone's saying, wasn't Sutton in the blues box with Tuvi at the Women's Origin last night? Oh. Now, I did see Tuvi in the blues box. Uh, I didn't realise that was Sutton with him. Now, that's showing your colours in a way, isn't it? Is it Sutton the blower or Sutton the retired Well, ref? I'm not too sure which Sutton it was, but either way, it's not a good look, is it? No, the name's Sutton now. The name's Sutton. And rugby league has got to be impartial. Yeah, well, the name's you can't Sutton. Have, you can't have a Sutton in a blues camp, a Sutton in a maroon camp, and expect either Sutton to blow the whistle with impartiality, even though we felt that Jared did the other night. Yeah, well, where's Valanda's well, Vlander's got to step in and does, stop so. this nonsense. He does. He does. He's got to he say, does. "Listen, get the Sutton boys together. Listen, sit down, you two. Yeah. Now, listen. Stop doing this yeah. with jumpers and if all that If you get stuff. invited to get to the going to the Blues, say box, no. Say no. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you get on really well with Jeff Toovey, whom we do, he's yeah. a lovely tremendous, fellow, Jeff. Tremendous rugby league ambassador. Ambassador, exactly. So I use the word you don't like using? Outstanding? Outstanding. Now. We've often talked about the rugby league train, mm. and I know the news is rapidly approaching, so this we might have to start this in a holdover. Yes. Get this. St George has launched its Spirit of the Red V Museum as part of the club 100 years of celebration. Spirit of the Red V Museum, I'm there. I am there. It's incredible, isn't it? That is incredible. A host of treasures from 100 oh, years of man. St George's history. Can you imagine what they'd have there from the 13 years they won? Yeah. You know, sticks proven. I know. Oh, I know. man, they'd have sticks as shorts. The athletic support. Have you support, ever seen his shorts? They're huge. Huge. I know. And huge that, shorts. And that athletic support. And he, shoulder huge. pads. His shoulder pads. I know, just incredible. Proven shoulder pads. You can go and see them. Well, the grand final uh, worn jersey. Yeah. Boots from Norm, Steve from Edge. From Norm, there you are, Steve and, Edge. I know, and wait for it, Constable Craig Young. Whoa. No, no, it's incredible, isn't it? Remember when Constable Craig solved Cracked that, the cracked that case? It's got the, the missing, footballs. The missing, the missing footballs, yeah. Yeah, they're there. He cleared that up in about an hour. I know, it's incredible. He knew who did it. He knew who did it. <laughs> anyway, we'll continue the uh, the um, discussion about what's in this uh, incredible rugby league thing and that, wouldn't it be great to somehow tour that up to state of origin, give the boys a real taste? Oh, wouldn't it ever. That would be great. Yeah, or take them there before they go up. Space, China, Rugby League, Australia, join the dots. It is your future. 
Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures on bludging on the blind side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. We'll get back to that uh, that wonderful Spirit of the Red V Museum uh, in a little while. But uh, if you want Did to get you... involved with the show, oh, sorry. sorry, if you want to get involved with the show, zero four six seven nine two zero triple two or the old school way, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following have Roy. Yes, I have. She just on the text. Yes. Um, Someone is suggesting uh, for the donkey circuit, uh, Gal the Verstappen. I think there'd be a lot of people queuing up to watch that one. That would be fantastic, it but would. that's got an international oh, audience. I know. I mean, we couldn't put it's it. It's talk to the world. Uh, exactly. It's too big just for us to. Yes. So you'd have to think of Moscow, maybe? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Gal the Verstappen in Moscow. In Moscow, yeah. yeah. On, on the undercard, Grub Green against. You know, somebody... Yeah, who, uh, whoever. Yeah, uh, well, I was just trying to think of, well... Hmm. Uh, don't know. We'll think of someone. <laughs> Sir Elton John. It's got a ring to it, though, hasn't it? Yes. I mean, and he could do the national anthem beforehand. He could. He'd hold that down. Yeah. And both the British and the Australian national anthem. That's right. Now, Jeremy's been in touch. I point to your confusion at the end of today's program over the name of the GWS Giants' home ground. You incorrectly referred to it as Spotlight Stadium, perhaps referencing its former name, Spotless Stadium. Yes, yes, I did have that problem. Yeah, yeah I think. I'm... Prior to that, it was called Skoda Stadium. I didn't know that. No, no. Gee, now what... Giant Stadium is the ground's current name and has been since two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Unless, of course, it's hosting a big bash league game, in which case it's called Sydney Showground Stadium. <laughs> Your confusion over the venue name is perfectly understandable and highlights one of the biggest issues in Australian sport today, that fans have absolutely no idea where to go to see their preferred team play in any given week. Once upon a time, a stadium's location formed part of or all of its yes, name. Yes, yes. Not only did fans know exactly which train to catch, these traditional games carried an identity and form part of Australian sporting folklore. Many an AFL fan can recall a highlight or usually a low light at Waverley. Cardinia Park was the soul of Geelong and the West Coast Eagles were virtually unbeatable at Subiaco. In 20 years from now, will AFL and NRL supporters look back on victories on the turf of Mars Stadium, Blundstone Arena, Lotto Land or the ludicrously named 1300 Smile Stadium (laughs) with the same reverence? How could they? What an excellent letter. That could be the best email we've had in the, uh, in the current series of yes. The Bludge. Yes, I, I've got to say is that, the, that that correspondent is absolutely right yes. in the sense of the confusion. It is. Uh, and I, when it I is, got it, into it's, that, it's, I didn't insane. know it was called the Giants Stadium when the Giants played no. there and something else when other people no, played there. No, spotless when there's no one there. Yeah. Oh, man, it's madness, isn't it? It is. See, and doesn't it encourage any, I mean, are people buying more bloody... Lotto lands as a result of Lotto land? I mean, are they gambling more? I suppose they are. Well, in these lockdown times. Now, can I ask how Mars Stadium is that Mars bars? I assume so. But you've got Marvel, as in the former Docklands, I think it was called, and then it had a number of heap of names before it came up to Marvel. Telstra Dome, wasn't it? Telstra Dome, yeah. Now, can I ask, is Marvel. That naming of the stadium encouraging people to go and see Marvel Marvel films? films? Or buy Marvel comics? I just don't get it. I don't get it either. It must be a tax wheeze. 
obviously a tax wheeze and they're into the entertainment business. That's the only thing I can yeah. think of is they make more and more effort yes. to say, oh, it's not to, nothing to do with sport, it's entertainment, yeah. therefore anything goes. Yeah. Well, I know when Finley's tried to, uh, you know, I was conflicted on this, when they wanted to rename Watsford Oval, Finley's for Fine Furniture Oval, you know, we balked. Yeah, you would. We said, no, it's Watsford Oval. Mm. Always has been, always will be. Mm. Now, you know, people refer to it as Watsford Oval with the lift. Yeah, well, it's got a lift, but, you know, that's a different issue. <laughs> now, Simon's been in touch. He says, yes. happy rugby league. Simon from Tokyo. Ooh. He says, I just noticed that Brookvale Oval has renamed as Four Pines Park. Is that from a lot of land? Yeah, as in the land. local Manly Brewing Company. I didn't know. Four Pines Park. Four Pines Park. What are we coming to here, he says. Soon we'll we no longer be able to recognise any of the real ground names across NRL land. Has the Man of Feathers got something to do with this? Leichhardt Oval had better not be the next one, or for that matter, Watsford Oval. He's on the on the case, there, isn't he? Yeah. Is Leichhardt Oval still called Leichhardt Oval? As far as I know, it is, yes. Mm-hmm. There's been no... There's been no suggestion of it turning it into, uh, you know... Benny Elias Park. Bet, Bet 365 or mm. Park or... Backdoor, let's talk communication. Yeah, oh, let's talk. Oval. Yeah, you're right. What happened to that? Uh, Tyson from Adelaide's in touch. Happy mm. rugby, he says. I'm enjoying a holiday in Tassie with my wife and two boys. My 10-year-old lad asked me, what's the name of Tasmanian AFL team? Oh, cut to the chase. A parental shudder ran through me. I'd shown my boy the sicko edgy art at Hobart's Mona and the bloodthirsty symbolism of the Dark Mofo Festival, yet I thought it far too soon in his innocent life to expose him to the horror show that is the story of the murderer's rampage through this beautiful AFL region. Can you recommend an age when it's safe to expose our kids to the truth? (laughs) I can't, honestly. I can't. I tell you what's got me... Depends on the child. Yeah, know, it does. So, some, will, some, some will reach maturation at a different rate. On this issue. On this issue, They might yeah. be slow enough, like learning and to drive the car. some may never care. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, no, they they can t- turn t- 40. Yeah. You can say, yeah. oh, guess what? Tasmania hasn't got a rugby league. Rugby league. Uh. So what? <laughs> now, the thing that this is arced up about mm-hmm. is Tony Cochran, the, uh, the boss of the Suns, yes. has come out very strongly and said sort of basically over my dead body, will there be a, t- a team in Tasmania? It won't work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the Tasmanian Premier has fired out, some broad skies Indeed, back. has yes. come back. Now, here the business case looks fairly convincing that they could survive and exist and all that sort of stuff. The thing on the back of the envelope that the murderer won't yeah, look yeah, at yeah, 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 and has yeah. promised some sort of maybe 12 years into the future chance okay. if he's not so busy to get a chance to look at it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he was going to look at it two years ago, but he doesn't have time. That's that's correct. the business case, isn't it? Correct. I assume Cadbury's is on board. It would be a Cadbury's team. And are you thinking they might reopen the factory? I think they would. Yeah, that, that could so be where they, they're training facilities. At the Cadbury's factory? At the factory. Cadbury's factory. And people would Using come... probably the money that the Abbott government siphoned into there that hasn't been used yet. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's an interesting idea. <laughs> it is. And, of course, people would love to see how the fruit and nut get in the fruit and nut. Yes. Mm, again. Mm. Yes. Uh, Andy from Vietnam is in well, touch. have you noticed all those... Mm-hmm. Uh, emails that you're reading, very wide footprint. It is, isn't it? It's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny old world these days, isn't it, HG? Mm. Happy Rugby League, he says. Uh, just catching up on this week's episode via the uh, pod, and while I wholeheartedly endorse the concept of naming a best and fairest medal after young Boyd Cordner, an outstanding Australian, close brackets, 
and picking up on your own recollections, I feel the award would better traverse generations and bind Australians together in a figurative crusher tackle if the award was named the Les Boyd Cordner Medal. <laughs> this, particularly in the year of the loss of Tommy Rodonicus, would reflect the meaning of best and fairest in a more flexible and inclusive manner. Certainly both Les and Boyd and Les Boyd had a go to get a go and then often had to go. So he's thought it through, That's hasn't he? brilliant. That's brilliant. That's beautiful. I think yeah. uh, Les, though, in all fairness, was Wagga. I think that might be group... Mm. But we're talking about Taree, the best yeah, of the Taree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. the Boyd Coordinate. I know. That's, well, th- it, that's a group three award, but, but Les Boyd was, was group in the, four, let's yeah, say, or group yeah, five. Whatever. Now, can I just say, <coughs> what a beautiful hand across the water gesture it is, though. Oh, it to is. To join these two parts of New South Wales. Yeah, I agree. Both, I agree. You know, both rugby league nurseries. I agree. And you have might meet, decide that, well, you could sell off the night, the Les yeah. Boyd Cordner Medal. Yes. Would become soon the must-see, must The must-see event in rural and regional Australia. Australia. That's right. So it might roam around. Yes. In the end, it'll cost millions and millions of dollars to well, have it might. in a good place. But if we can get a coal company to maybe support Allied. it. Allied coal. Yeah. They'll, they'll come on board. Or the Adani mob. I mean, it, oh, the Adani, they're yeah, up yeah, north. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They might still think, oh, They, well, they need public relations. They do. They need soft power issues. I think they've changed their name. They have, that's right. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is. Ah, spotless. Spotless stadium, that's it. Spotless coal. Now, Darren from Batesman Batemans Bay, he says, uh, happy rugby league. Uh, suggestion, selected rugby league players are issued with ankle bracelets fitted with GPS tracking. This would allow all citizens to feel safe at home. An NRL player at large app could be downloaded to any iPhone. The app alerts the citizens via text message, there's a fafita in the area or there's a fafita at the door or lodges within 100 metres. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Well, I'm thinking an excellent idea. You've been calling for this idea for... Ages. For 20 see, years. See, the difficulty that I've Even got... Even before the technology was... But the technology's there now. I know. Look how well it worked for that, Greg. Yes. Invention that, tra- you know, traced everybody... Yes. Uh, ...with the COVID. That worked brilliantly. Brilliantly, it was yes. Hunt's best idea. Yes. Now, we come to the incident with the uh, dogs this week. Yeah. Imagine the ankle bracelets... Yes. ...obviously picked up by the hotel. That's the, right. the technology in the hotel. Beep, beep. Alerting yep. Trent Barrett in the clubhouse. Yep. So Not Trent would be straight on the phone. Get out of there, boys. Yeah. You're in a hot spot. You know, do you know what I mean? I mean, Napa, so many what are things. you doing there? Yeah. Napa, so get th- back in the car. Yeah. That's right. So many uses. So Don't many uses. So then, many of course, uses. people in the area, I'm not sure, let's say, never does live <laughs> Belmore area, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, people could track him around the area. There he is in the milk bar. Oi. Christ, he's coming down our street, you know. <laughs> I know. Lock the door. But that look, fans would love to know, though. Fans would love to know that Exactly right. where every NRL player is at any time. Mm. Mm. And and that's possible. Mm. That's absolutely mm. possible. I know. that's it, In the area in which we live. Yes. Because most people live, you know, obviously. Sure, like, sure, sure, like sure, sure, players, sure, They sure. live in an urban yeah. area. Well, I, I assume this, uh, this sort of technology has been put to use by the Chinese oh, government. Well, of course. Of with, course with your Uyghurs. I, I'm uh, yeah, sure no, that's I, how it works. Well, everybody. And it work, you know, it's a very efficient way of keeping mm. people locked away or mm, out know, of, under the thumb. Mm, and mm. we want to keep rugby league players a little bit under the thumb. Well, sure, be, turn it off every now and again to give them a night out. 
Hey. Yeah, but even then. But when they cross into the area yes. that matters, beep, 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 right. Napa, get in the car. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Matt, Matt's been in touch. Uh, now, uh, I'll give Matt's second name, HG, Matt Larson. Oh. Isn't that a name? That's a rugby league name. That's a North it? Sydney rugby league name. I tell you what, it's a maroon rugby it's league name. It's a maroon rugby Gary league Larson name. Gary Larson played Larson. so many. Larson. I know. So, I know. Many, so many memories. Memories, yeah. You the far to, side with Gary have, Larson. Yeah, you didn't have to track Larson. No. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. No, he did the right no, thing. No, he was an outstanding Australian. Now, he says, uh, happy rugby league, gents. Just to follow up on Swedish National Rugby League and fartlek training, mm-hmm. as I've spent a, a bit of time on the front line in this area. Right. My cousin, Robin, Robin Larson, mm-hmm. scored the first ever try for Sweden back in 2009. In rugby league? In rugby league. What? Isn't that fantastic? Uh, I've trained with the squad in 2012, but visa issues unfortunately prevented me earning a test cap. The boys lost the only test that year to Denmark, 122 to 8. <laughs> Fartlek training had failed, just as it did in thoroughbred racing when horses started walking mid-race. It doesn't work. I quit rugby league after that and began playing rugby union, predominantly in the forwards in country New South Wales. Very rarely any sprinting more than a more, a, more of a continuous slow jog. You'd be pleased to hear that the Yamba Buccaneers got their first win of the season just the other week over the Evans Head Killer Whales. Local prawns got a reprieve that night as many of the trawlers remained in the harbour. Isn't that a beautiful insight? It's a, a lovely image. Head down south next week to strap on the boots for the Braidwood Redbacks against the Crookwell Dogs. Uncle Gary won't attend. Ah, Gary Larson, yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. uncle. <clears throat> Uncle Gary won't attend as he's still busy with the Bears and refuses to watch Rugby Union. Fair enough. Fartlek will not be in practice. Wow, that's a inside, isn't it? Isn't that fantastic? And how about that, 122 to 8? Yeah, what I mean, match. I'm, I'm going to go back and look at Sweden yeah. and Denmark games and see if they've got any closer. Now, here's a very disappointing development, HG. Uh, he says, happy Rugby League. I live in Canada. Mm-hmm. You may not have caught up with the news that the North American Rugby League season was cancelled earlier this month. No, I had no idea. I had no idea. Gee, they've kept that quiet, haven't they? They have. They have. I mean, you uh, talk it, about the Tower of Power being kept quiet, but this is... You see, I thought they would have been G7 news front and centre. Same Because here. the big bloke was there. Yeah. The Trudeau. Yes. Who loves his league. Loves his league. I would have thought he would have come out in the press conference and says... Well, you'd think he, the coal man would have brought it up with him. Oh, well, how's the North yeah. American Rugby League going yeah. there? Or, just a minute, Queen. Yeah. I've got an announcement to make. Yeah. Sit down, Queen. <laughs> the reason for the cancellation were disturbing. Sure, the incompetence of the NARL received the headlines, their inability to provide insurance for players and workers' compensation, oh, right, that okay. sort of thing. However, the true reasons were revealed in the fine print. Two of the three major sponsors pulled out at the last minute. NRL and NARL teams were denied access to grounds in the USA with appropriate crowds due to the pandemic. He's suggesting there's a conspiracy to thwart the advancement of rugby league in Northern America. Does QAnon know about this? Well, or, well, maybe the Elevenists do. Oh, the Elevenists And this, would. this is what worries me. If you get some sort of fusion between QAnon and Elevenism, oh, no. that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. QAnon 11. Uh, just finally, HG, this comes from Sally from Rosedale. 
She says, thank you for the Dream Poster Pack and Sporting Life CD. Oh, I won a couple of weeks back. It works. The Australian Post is it working. Does, it, it, our Australian Post do an outstanding job. Outstanding job. Um, I got one of those watches. I don't know if you did. No, I didn't. But then, you know, you do so much well, more. Well, I try. Yeah. Uh, I, the I, I, I didn't say to I, I haven't told anyone about that until now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't wear it very often. Because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. In chatting, Roy asked me if they'd made any lamb chop ice cream lately on MasterChef. And I'm happy to report, no lie, that this week featured Murray Cod fish scale lamingtons. Can't wait to dangle a line, catch a cod and give it a go. Oh, no, that's silly. That is silly, isn't it? That is yeah. silly. I, th- I think it was one of those competitions where you had to make use of every part of the fish. And so someone cleverly made the lamington with the fish scales. I don't know what it tasted like. Um, I oh, it was just an artwork, really. You didn't have oh, to no, no, it. no. Somebody ate it. The, the, the judges had to eat it. Uh, you mean Mel, Jock and what's yeah, his name? And Andy. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, and they were holding buckets and we cut away from whatever happened next. What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League, celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, coming back to this museum that we've uh, unearthed, the um, Red V. Oh, the big V, the Red V. Yeah. Did you say it was going to be part of a train, HG? No, I was alluding to the idea that we talked about last week of what happened to the rugby train. Yeah, we were wondering, yeah. And wouldn't I imagine it's still out there going around some circuit. You know, a lot of people turning <laughs> Dubbo, up. Dubbo, Wagga, yeah. up to uh, Tamworth and then maybe oh, back to Tarry. Through central Queensland, you'd so, imagine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now. <clears throat> Longreach, go through Longreach. The museum takes an inaugural journey, uh, takes a journey from the inaugural game in 1921. Now. Oh, was that when Saints joined? Well, I, I didn't realise they weren't foundation. Oh, they were not foundation. No, oh, okay, 1921. no. no. Uh, about a thousand so items. So, foundation would have been like you, your, your no, no. glebe, fruit, yeah, fruit, fruit areas, and yeah, yeah, your Balmain tigers. Oh, they weren't tigers then; they would no. have been coal miners or something. something yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, about a thousand items will be rotated, uh, and special collections will be shown throughout the years. So, you might have Craig Young's underwear yes. as a special connection from, say, May the first. To, assuming it's gone next year, May the 1st to the 12th, and then after that you might have changes. Oh, so it changes. Yeah, t- temporary exhibitions. Temporary improve. exhibitions. Okay, <clears> so so one would be dedicated to what we'd call Bath's Babes. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So then a grand final, we mentioned this about the boots, yeah. full match replays and highlights from 1930 onwards. Right. Gee, that'd be... That'd be wonderful to see, wouldn't it? It would. A George Carstairs passport he used for the 1921 Kangaroos tour? The passport? Yeah. Now George Carstairs passport? I'd love to see that. See, I didn't even know there was a player called Carstairs. No, well, there you are. So I'm learning a lot. It's not not a name that often comes up in rugby league? It's not. Not like Tronk or... Cronk. Or Tunks. Tunks. (laughs) (laughs) There's 20 of them. (laughs) Now... 21, this is a person who only began playing in 1921 and goes on a kangaroo tour in 1921 at the end of the season. Wow. And remember in those so days. So it's a bit like this young. Uh, Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh, yes. Now, or, on the boat for six weeks, yep. play a few matches, yes. have a few beers on the boat for six weeks <laughs> on the way home. Yep. Weird tour. Yep. And there's Arthur Snowy Justice, the 1932 100 game blazer. Whoa. 
they did things well in those days. Didn't they they? A blazer for when did. you played a hundred games. Yeah, a blazer. Yeah, because too many people play a hundred games now. It broke the most clubs. It's sure. broke. Sure. A, a part of the museum, there will be a large number of items that have never been seen before. This is Dragons board member and yeah. former constable Craig Young. He yeah. said, yeah. "Whether you're ten years old or a hundred years old, I can I can tell you that every person who walks through it will find something very special." Yeah. Now, of course. COVID protocols applied. It's delayed the museum opening and may, in fact, delay it again. Yeah. Now. Right. right. Well, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. And that that's certainly, it's little things like that. Well, not so little. They're big. They're huge. Bring about a lot of change in the community. Mm-hmm. You, you get engaged by these things. I, I think that's wonderful to see those blazers. Uh, back in the day, HG, every club had a blazer because there were functions you would have to go to uh, the required where you formal wanted, wear. Required a uniform. Yes, that's right. That's right. And you couldn't just turn up in your Guernsey Good. and footy boots. shorts and boots. It wasn't appropriate. No. So, so you, you would have a blazer. Remember in the didn't uh, Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe he des- got designed them. He designed an yes. outfit for them, and of course when for, they for their tour of America. That's right. And of course when they walked through airports, everybody yep. thought they were the flight crew. They did. Not rugby league players. That, that, that's right. That's right. But that'd be what I'd love to see. What if they got Changer's white boots? Oh, they would have. And the needle. And the needle, yes. 1977. That's right. That's right. I wonder if they've got Lord Ted Goodwin's underpants. They probably would. They probably would. Did he play long for the Dragons? Yeah, he played a few years for the Dragons. I think he won, uh, I think he quite famously scored a try in one of their wins, a try that knocked himself out. He kicked Uh, over the top, regathered the ball, ran the length of the field, dived over and knocked himself out, but scored the try. No, incredible. Incredible yeah. memories. And, of course, I'd love to see uh, the story of Apisai Nanosi Togo. Oh, who wouldn't? There's, there's a know, film how they, that. How they come here. Yeah, that was Frank what? Facer who went to Tonga just on the off chance and saw these big blokes, introduced himself, and they, uh, said to them, yeah, are you interested in playing rugby league? Never heard of it. Well, he had some photos of players like uh, Elton Rasmussen, players of that ilk. And uh, they were very mightily impressed because they were footy cards and they said, well, could we be on a footy card? Yes. And that was their pay. They thought that's all they were going to get. Well, they had the chewing gum. Yeah, the chewing gum, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But they came over and that uh, time well, connection lasted for many, many, many years, HG. Um, uh, someone's been in touch, Phil. He said he's been a Dragons fan since uh, 1958. There were two iterations of uh, Dragons. They've won 16 premierships with 11 consecutive 11 from 55 consecutive. to 65, 56 to 65, uh, and he's been a fan most of his life. No, I mean, it, it does talk, the big red V does, does talk to a lot of people. I know, I know. And it, given that it hasn't had such a great run recently, it's no. hard to imagine becoming a dominant club again, but eventually it will. I suppose it will. These things come in cycles, don't they? They do. Uh, they still, they still got... Penfolds or something. Across well, I, can't, I don't know about that. I they, think they bucket are... up the red B, V when they put yeah, pen letters on through. I know, oh, just to make it yeah. totally destroyed the red V. It doesn't exist anymore. The murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans, and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
Uh, there's some confusion apparently in the world of league. It may mm. have been Gavin Badger in the Blues box and not the Sutton. And not the Sutton fellow. The, the suspect Sutton. Yeah, right. Well, meaning so that, Sutton's off the hook. Well, we don't know. We need we need confirmation from people who are actually in the box. Yeah. Because okay. the referees, they all start to look alike after They a while. do, don't they, from a distance when you just think from the box and you think, oh, there's tubes. Who's tubes? Oh, Sutton. <laughs> now, <clears throat> uh, the term marshmallows has bobbed up in the preparation of uh, the match tomorrow night. Mm. Uh, this was a pre-origin taunt thrown at a bewildered New South Wales side by Queensland coach Paul Green. Oh, yes. As in, you're a bunch of marshmallows. Yes. Now, this is a person who lost a match 50 to 6 saying this, so yeah. you don't put much credence in it, but no, be that don't. as it may. Yep. While tongue-in-cheek, the New South Wales camp didn't find the barb humorous ahead of the big one. Green was the voiceover man in a radio commercial for Sleeper Hut, a construction material wholesaler based in Beanley, south of Brisbane. Right. During the ad, Green fe- referred to New South Wales as marshmallows. Do New you? South Wales, this is an ad, New South Wales mm-hmm. officials are seeking a copy of the ad to play to their stars ahead of the match in the same way as Queensland used a picture of Jerome Jerome Luai yeah. to fire up the battling players. Okay. Yeah, you know what that screenie's point of view said, New South Wales advisor, Greg Alexander, that's his choice to do something like that. It's understood Green is mates with a sleeper hut employee and did the commercial for free. Or I think, open brackets, implied a scandal footy card with chewing gum and tap. (laughs) The digger's been been airing on Queensland Radio this week and raised a whole heap of things. Uh, Andrew Ryan said, this is, I think, Bobcat Ryan, watch the blues. He says, I don't think the blues are marshmallows from what I've seen. In game one, New South Wales were pretty impressive. I didn't see too many marshmallows out there. It's a bit of fun, I suppose. And that's spice to origin. How good is it, though? Now, this brings me to the question you actually alluded to a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Was the involvement of Finleys for Fine Furniture with the, um, obviously, the Lithgow Shamrocks. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> it was difficult when, you know, mm. you played big matches yeah. and you were asked to do more promotion for Finleys for Fine, for fine Furniture yeah. and the opposition got the idea that you were just a lot of stools. Yeah. Now, it's easy to do. It's easy to get the wrong end of the message here because people don't realise you're doing this because it... Money yeah. comes back to the club, to the club and you're right. doing it as a favour because, let's face it, Finleys for Fine Furniture were a great employer in the town of Lithgow. They were. They were. They were. But, no, uh, 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 you, you know, it got a little bit silly, HGC. We were part of the uh, uh, Parker Furniture. Chain. Parker Furniture promotion. Mm-hmm. So uh, we would have to sit in the showroom on Main Street in the Fern- Finleys Furniture sure. showroom sitting on the Parker Furniture. Um, and, you know, there'd be half a dozen of us. It was, it, was no, it was no ordeal, you know. Sometimes we'd have our lunch while we just sat there and people would, you know, either, you know, queue up outside and laugh at us or spit on the windows and they'd have to be cleaned off a little bit every now and again. But by and large, you've got people talking furniture um, and in particular the Parker furniture and some of those Parker furnitures actually, they were good for watching TV and you could push the back down. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Recliner. Sw- a recliner, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then just swing it back up again. I mean, it was really good. They were great. Uh, we broke a few of them when the players, yeah, some sort Stomp used to get a little bit Will rough they? with them, but yeah. but that's all right. By and large, they, 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 they survived. They, they did survive. But uh, sometimes we'd go and play The Sims and you'd arrive and in the dressing room would be, you know, four or five broken. Parker. Parker, Parker oh. furniture, yeah, just, just to... 
you know, psychologically eat Destroy away. Destroy it. Yeah, yeah eat it away. your confidence. Well, I'll tell you what it did. It made us play harder. Yeah. You know, uh, and I can tell you this is a fact. As a fact, whenever a broken bit of furniture was put in our dressing room, we won the game. This is episode 927 of Songs of Praise and Glory, the hymns of Rugby League. This week's selections by Craig Bellyache Bellamy are heard in living stereo on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yeah, so you, you know your knowledge of furniture is second to none and, you, you mm. know, I was completely ignorant of the terms low boy and tall boy. Oh, low boy, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, tall boy yeah. until yeah. you... Yeah, Finley's used to sell a lot of low boys and yeah. tall boys, yeah. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, do, uh, they, if you went to Ikea, would you get a tall boy? No, they wouldn't call it that anymore. They'd just call it a set of shelves, or, you know, or, or cupboards or, you know. Yeah, the romance is gone. Romance is gone, you mm. know, that sort of language. Uh, no. Someone's suggesting actually uh, Q and on 11 is 11 letters. Coincidence? I think not. Man. Eh? <laughs> okay. Now, the World Cup is in danger of falling apart just one week after being given the green light to go ahead. Whoa. Uh, clubs is this are li- the Rugby League World Cup? Mm, Rugby League World Cup. Rugby League World Cup. Clubs are leading the calls for the tournament to be postponed to next year after conjecture surrounding the late return of their stars, star players to the pre-season training in the new year. So you get the problem is, you know, weekend in October, it's all over. People want to go away on holidays. All of a sudden they're not going away on holidays, they're going to the World Cup. Yep. Now, this is the first time I've heard the clubs do anything in the Volanders era. Club bosses voiced their concerns to the NRL during a phone hookup this week, which resulted in discussion between the governing body and the tournament organisers. Now, you may recall that Abdu and Volanders got on the planes and flew north they did. to escape the lockdown so they could have... Cons- t- discussions about yeah. this very thing. About the new franchise, I Yeah, I know. We'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Okay. That's a separate issue. Right. Players who make up the final on November the 26th will not return to the club sides until February and may not feature in the trial matches given the uh, leave period and quarantine requirements. That was the ongoing uncertainty surrounding COVID. You know, obviously clubs are more concerned that the issue could blow up. Now, Volandis confirmed that the clubs had reservations about having their best players travel overseas. We're dealing with the World Cup organisers and they're aware of the difficulty we have in relation to the clubs and players. We're working through those at the moment. I totally respect the players' feelings and we're expressing those to the organisers. Oh, oh Lord. Yep. Who's going to do – it should be – Someone's going to take control, haven't they? Thanks take very much. by the scruff that, of the neck. Exactly. And that's what Volandis is good at. I know. And what – you know, all of a sudden he's a marshmallow. Yes. On a low boy, a busted low yeah, boy. Yeah, a busted bit of Parker furniture, exactly. You know, where's the dragging? Where's yes. the kicking? Where's, where's the, the, the screaming? screaming, exactly. That's what he's got to do. He's got yep. to get in there and say, come on, Australia. We're having a World Cup. This is going to how it's going to how and it's going to happen. And name the times when it's going to be on. Okay, you got now. You got World Cup. Let's draw a line between those two things and make it happen. Yeah, naturally, is is mealy mouth. Naturally, we'd we'd like to support the international game, but we're making the organisers aware of the feelings of the clubs and the players. There are three concerns: the players, the clubs, and the, oh, it just goes oh, on and on. on, on, on. Whatever does, clubs always hate representative football. They do because yeah, it's not in their interest. And fair enough. Yeah. They've got players. But that's to why over. we have an independent body, independent of the clubs, called the Australian Rugby League. Mm-hmm. Who can drag things? Who can drag things? Can 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 yeah. Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year Toby Green be on the lurk near you? 
Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, coming to that issue you raised there, the expansion for the NRL. Yep. I mean, this is, a, this is an absolute can of worms. The uh, nine newspapers, yes. uh, you know, owners of the nine network yeah. and broadcasters of rugby league, if no one's noticed, comes out, creating a 17th team doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. Report. Now, wait a minute. The introduction of Queensland NRL team would generate between 15.5 million and 33.7 million. Oh, Lord. Uh, what a gap. Yeah. Anyway, uh, which would not be enough to offset the negative effects existing clubs, uh, uh, you know, on existing clubs, according to the report. Twelve of the 16 NRL clubs were sufficiently concerned about the potential impact of the new franchise that they stumped up 7,000 each. Fair bit of money. 7,000. For a rugby league club. Mm-hmm. To commission a report into the matter, while there would be no, some benefits to the game, as a whole, the research consultancy uh, company Gemba was found found that it was insufficient to offset the damage to the existing clubs, particularly those in Queensland. I mean, if you put another team in there, when will the Broncos ever be good? Yeah. Now, that's just one side of the story, which we can come back to in pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about yeah. this? In the News Limited papers, yes. that same story is covered as 125 million expansion bonanza for the NRL. Whoa. Brisbane's three teams will deliver formal representations to the ARL Commission on Monday amid the revelations that the 17th NRL club would be worth 125 million to the broadcasters over the five-year cycle. So that's 25 million a year, if yeah. I didn't ask correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the front runners are Dolphins and Jets yep. are going to front the Commission for formal interviews in Brisbane following State of Origin 2. Good. The ARL Commission boss, that's Peter Volandis, made a dash, desperate dash. I saw him, he was desperate. Yeah. Uh, to get to Brisbane on Wednesday, beating the border closure because of lockdowns, which we're not having. And Volandis plan to grow the code has received a massive boost with an independent report estimating a second team would uh, be worth $25 million a year. In 2023, piling that figure to the, et cetera, you get right. 125. Now, so is that the same independent report that argued the other way? Yeah, it did. It is. Now, yeah, we'll see. You, ca- you, ca- you pay ca- peanuts, you get monkeys. See, exactly. $7,000 is not, not enough. enough for no. a report. No. $7 million per club. <clears throat> well, now, then yeah. I'd be able to give them a report. Yeah. True. But no one's approached me. Yeah. Remember last week. And if they did approach me at 7,000 per club you'd say, to do a report, I'd laugh them out of the office. You'd say, wipe your ass with it. Yes. Now, look, can I If s- you're lucky. <laughs> now, can I say also, last week, we mm. t- broke that story about rural and regional clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking Penrith and yes. a lot of land and all that sort of stuff in the, the Cogger Oval and Cogger yeah. Jubilee. And the estimate of the business case Yep. You know, proposal, et cetera. They donated five million. Yes. Five million That's to right. ten million. That's right. And I'm thinking, they want to blow up the competition. All they're asking from the clubs is seven thousand. Yeah. Do the maths. You don't even get anywhere near five or you ten. You get nothing. Million. Yeah. You get nothing. It no, no, no. Only, it's a scandal. It only speaks to that issue that you yeah. raise all the time that this has got nothing to do with rugby league. No. It's got to do with how money yeah. moves around in Sydney. Yes. I, I think that's absolutely right, HG. But the thing is, if we're going to have a 17th club, we've got to have an 18th, otherwise we've got to buy. And, that, and that's nine what won't nine, like that. Nine won't like a buy. No one likes a buy. And where, no one does. You know, so this, so this, uh, this extra team, it's got to come from rural and regional Australia uh, or rural and regional New South Wales. Yeah, 
And where are the 12,000 missing players? We come back to there. I are know. Just not They're out place. there waiting to get the call. <laughs> The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, just had a bit of an update. A six-draw low boy. Well, they six-draw, is that right? Six draw low boy. Well, usually one side you'd have some drawers and on the other side is somewhere to hang your clothes. Okay. At Ikea, you can get two. You can get the Malm or the Mm. Cullen. Yeah. Uh, The Cullen low boy, is that the bigger of the two? I think so. Yeah. And uh, the Temple and Webster organisation makes something called the Tribeca. The Tribeca? Yeah. Low boy. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I just hope my correspondent here isn't confusing low boy with tall boy. Yeah, thank you. Sounds like he might be. Now, um, I was going to say, someone suggesting HG on the donkey circuit, Grub Green v Djokovic. That would draw oh, a crowd. Oh, that's great. That would draw a crowd, wouldn't it? So we've got a top of the bill. We've got Gal v... v <laughs> yeah, v, v, v... SBW. Noodles or... Oh, yeah, well, whoever. Whoever. And underneath... Oh, we, Verstappen. Verstappen, Gal, that's right. Verstappen. And under the undercard, Djokovic mm. versus Grub Green. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Now, Mark from Gimpy has... Uh, yeah, it was Gavin Badger in the blues box next to Tooves. Oh, what a It blow. wasn't Thanks. Jared Sutton. So yeah, it's sorry, Sutton few, people. Sorry, Suts. I mean, a lot of fans will be disappointed by that, though. Yeah. That's exciting. Okay. Uh, now, uh, happy rugby league. Uh, th- thankfully, in Queensland, only the odd corporate type refer to it as Sun, Suncorp Stadium. To the rest of it is Lang Park, says Clancy in Baffles Creek. When we're Ooh. talking about corporate names. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> Chippy uh, says the murderer is waiting for a quarter of the population of Sydney to move to Tasmania before relocating the spotless West Connect Skoda Toyo Tyres Showgrounds Giants to Tasmania. Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. You know, uh, the show that follows us won't have any trouble filling up the uh, six oh, hours. So of, about. I know, I know. And it proves our point. The rugby that... league, the rugby league train, where is it? <laughs> Get people to call in. Yeah, I saw the rugby league train yesterday. How was it? It was great. And the museum, the Big Red V Big museum. Big Red V, been there, loved mm. it. Now, I think a topic they should tackle yeah. is whether the uh, bus trip down Caxton Street <laughs> as part of Origin Build-Up should be reinstated. <laughs> now, this is yeah. a, this will get Australia talking. Yes. Now, what a good idea. Who's suggesting this, H.T.? Well, I'll tell you who's suggesting. Gary Jack. Gary Jack? Yeah. God, I haven't thought of Gary in a long time. <laughs> now, he says it would be an antidote to the complacency mm. in New South Wales and uh, <clears throat> who's suggesting there's any Gary complacency? Jack. What Gary, Gary knows there's complacency? Yeah, and he's Freddie's su- allowing complacency. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, he's got the boxing gloves out, yeah. and that worried me. I yeah, thought, yeah oh, that doesn't hello. suggest complacency. Oh, maybe it does. That's what worries yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Now, Gary's like... usually got a, a good nose for this sort of stuff for complacency. I mean, Finger he, on he the can pulse. sniff it out. Yeah. 
Uh, he played 17 games to the Blues. He remembers feeding off the hatred from the Queenslanders as the bus made its way up Caxon Street to, into the Lang Park in, in the 1980s. Absolutely, they should take the bus through Caxon Street. It rolls you. It probably went against the Maroons in 85 and 86. We wanted to teach them a lesson yep. because they treated us with no respect. No respect. Riding the bus through Caxon Street as the Maroons fans hurled abuse, vomit, beer and spit yes. became a rites of passage for... Uh, Obviously, the Blues players before the Queensland banned the ride in 2011 for, wait for it, safety reasons. That's <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Rugby league and safety? Yeah. I suppose they had to make sure that people could well, get I to the ground. Well, I think it was when the, uh, you know, the locals started turning up with hammers and stuff. HG, I know, and oxy-weldy equipment. And oxy-weldy equipment and, and was starting nailed. to strip the bus <laughs> <laughs> as it made its way up Caxton Street. Yeah. Now, the other thing was, was that... <clears throat> Um, sensibilities have changed, haven't they? They have. Uh, we're we're not much more professional these professional, days. Professional, that's right. You see, in those days, I remember uh, somebody's in jail at the moment missing the actual bus. Yes. That they went on. And they, he, he had an offsider. That's right. Yeah, they did. They and did. apparently the uh, hard-working producer, Dave Stein, says that they ran over someone's foot. What? I would have, oh, the bus did, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would have limped off and used that as a badge of courage. I'm yeah. marooned through and through. The bus ran over his foot. How lucky yeah, am I? Yeah, able to walk. But we won. <laughs> Gary says it's changed a lot from my days. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a hook on the wall for your, you know, at Lang Park to put your bag and your, and oh, your yes. jacket. Yeah, nowhere to sit. No, that's, yeah, no busted yeah, furniture yeah, there. Nah, there was nowhere nothing, to sit at all. Nothing. That's all we got back then. Yeah, it was just but, a concrete mm. box with a hook. And only one hook for them all to share. <laughs> And your backpacks had to go on it as well. Yep, no low boys. <clears throat> now, before you even got to the hook, you rode the bus down Lang Park yeah, to yeah. Lang Park and they had the beers lined up out ready to throw at the bus. Yeah. Oh, Lord, the yeah. times. Simpler times. I mean, it was they, a beautiful time, really. Time I, mean, that, yeah. I mean, every now and again you see a rich beauty in such ugliness, um, don't you? And I think that's what Gary Jack would love to see again. And I, part of me would love to see that as well. You know, where you didn't have to worry about rules. <laughs> and, and with that as a final button, we take you away and leave you with Origin 2 tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be an exciting game and, uh, you know, win, lose or draw, it'll be an exciting game. Something will happen. Somebody's foot will get run over uh, and ask you to join next week for more bludging on the blind side in the build-up for Origin 3. Oh. We're not sure who it'll be, but I tell you what, Roy will be fiddling hard to get it at Watsford Oval. Thanks for bludging. Bye now. We've got the lift. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.